Hi, welcome to another episode of the Everton Aren't We podcast. So my name is Melinda and I am co-hosting today for the first time, so be kind, um, with Andrew. And we are so grateful today to have Sam Houston on our show and we're joined also with Alan Brody. So guys, tell us about yourself. Let's start with Sam. So just tell us a little about, about yourself, you know, a little bit of your background. Um, you know, are you a blue? If you are a blue, tell us how you became a blue and um, yeah, go for it. Floor is yours. All right. Well, first, I have a brand to upkeep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> um, we at the uh, DU football show do not do shows unless there's a drink in hand. So I needed to make sure that there was drink in hand just to get myself appropriately prepared for today. Um, I love it. <clears throat> muscle memory. Sam, uh, <laughs> Sam Houston, one of the two um, co-hosts of the DU football show. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, yes, I am, in fact, a blue. Uh, my, my love of the club uh, started around 2009. Uh, this was the first time I kind of got exposed to the club, and that was through Tim Howard. I played keeper the bulk of my life from 15 to 40. I played keeper, so I already have an infinity towards goalkeepers. The... <clears throat> Pardon me. The it was ESPN was running a story about Tim and his struggles with Tourette's and his struggles at Manchester United and talking about how the English press isn't always very nice to human beings when they find out you have any kind of a, a an ability that might be a struggle. They just want to bring it out and tell everybody. And of course, um, you know, the Manx are the nicest human beings in the world. And uh, I'm sure never brought it up to Timmy at all, all the time, every time he made a mistake at Old Trafford. And the bulk of the story was, is talking about his transfer to Everton and then his inevitable sale to Everton and then getting to face Manchester United in the semifinal of the FA Cup, of which he saved two penalties, which got my attention. And I already knew who Timmy was and I already had, uh, you know, uh, knew about him. But I made it a point that was that weekend was the FA Cup final against Chelsea. I did watch that match just as a interested observer. Uh, of course, uh, we had the uh, the quickest goal in an FA Cup match ever to only find us to lose two to one. Regrettably, little would I know that that now as an Evertonian would be the closest I would get to a cup ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but going into the 2010 season. I just started, this is back when it was on Fox, so not every game was live. Sometimes it was replays and just started following the club. And before, oh, and by the way, the first match I watched was with my co-host, who's a stupid gooner. <clears throat> it was the Julian Lescott wants to be sold game and we lost seven to one. So Ooh. off to a theater start as an Evertonian. <laughs> you really got all Everton had to offer in like a really condensed, like they were setting you up for the whole experience right then and there. I've seen Everton play twice over in England, both times losses. So fantastic. <laughs> I already know how it's going for me at some point. Uh, actually, I did see Everton beat DC United. So I have seen Everton play live and win a match. So we're okay there. Nice. Uh, by the end of the season, it was very easy to fall in love with players like Leighton Baines and Timmy Cahill every time he mm. scored a goal running to the corner and boxing the flag and just <laughs> by the end of the season I was all in I was buying jerseys and that was it and from that point on it's just become a part of my life and honestly for all the sports that I love and Everton's jumped in first place um, 
American football. I like the whatever we're calling ourselves in Washington now. I'm not exactly sure what the name is. Um, Jersey I watch, guys. I watch it in passing. Um, uh, I'm a big Maryland guy, so big Terps fan and kind of watch it now in passing. But, you know, Everton for me is appointment viewing and that's what I watch. And that's since then uh, been over, been over to England twice, uh, started doing a stupid podcast about it as well. So and that's that's how I found Everton. Yeah, so I, I came to the club kind of later. Um, it was around 2013-14. Um, and, and honestly, my sort of initial soccer fandom, you know, like a lot of Americans, sort of had a little dalliance around the World Cups and sort of paid attention. And then, you know, because it wasn't really televised very easily, it sort of, you know, fell off the radar. And it wasn't until, you know, NBC started picking it up and Fox, I think, was initially, you know, that I really started to pay attention. Initially, I was just kind of like looking for players because I didn't, you know, no connection whatsoever, no, no, you know, family in England, anything like that. So I'm just like, well, who am I going to root for? And I started like looking for players that I liked and different styles that I liked. And you know, this may get me kicked off the show here, but I, um, I, I kind of fell in love a little bit with the with the Roberto Martinez team. The, you know, the of course Romelu and and you know Leighton Baines and Jags and you know um, heck I even you know I mean there were just it was just something about that team it's not a great story it was just something about how they played that I found inspiring and and fun to watch um, you know whether it was when Ross Ross Barkley was actually good and you know. <laughs> there was just something about him that, you know, and once I picked the team, I'm somebody who just stays with it. I am not a championship chaser. So I was never going to pick one of the top six. Um, I am from originally from outside Philly. And so there was some similarities I thought to kind of the blue collar nature of Liverpool fan of, I'm sorry, of Everton fans and the, Residence Alan. Liverpool, I guess. Just kidding. <laughs> it was no, the residence. Like my wife's from Philly. I married into Philly Italian. Yeah. So that like Liverpool. The it's a blue city. collar, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. It's a very like us against everyone <laughs> mentality. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. The people's club. One hundred percent. Yeah. Right. So that's so that's kind of you know and and like Sam really I mean I started out huge sports fan and in the last what seven eight nine years however long it's been sort of everything else has fallen by the wayside. Used to used to watch baseball, season's too goddamn long, don't watch it. You know, football <laughs> football is, you know, football is American football. Yeah, okay, it's still on my radar, but it just doesn't do it for me as much as it used to. And uh, so now it's 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 all Everton all the time, you know? Yeah. That was it's funny you say that. Like I'm in I I'm currently in Toronto and um, you know, when we first moved here, um would go to the T F C matches, would watch that and try to get into it. You know what I mean? And it just I don't know. And nothing is like the Premier League, you know, it's just not, not quite the same vibe, but um, speaking of Premier League. So Sam, tell us about your podcast, my friend. Uh, DU football show. So my, myself and my uh, stupid Gooner co-host Sam <laughs> have been doing the show. Now we are going on to our fifth season starting in uh, early August. Wow. You know, we're going to start recording today. We do a little getting to know you segment with we interview the three teams that just came up we find supporters of those clubs and talk with them now forest are a bunch of buttheads and don't return messages so nobody 
nobody uh, is uh, joining the show for them. But we're recording tonight with the Fulham people. That'll be out on Tuesday. <laughs> that fun stuff. Uh, the general gist, um, myself, a toffee, my co-host, a gooner, our producer, and my wife is uh, a villain, or as she would say, a villainista. As she <laughs> let everyone know. And <clears throat> the idea came from, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are very team-specific. And that is, you know, we all kind of live in a little box where we think our team, our team, our team. Then there's a handful of shows who talk about the league as a whole. But the problem is it is spent 100% on the big six and nothing else gets discussed. So mm. I would go listen to shows like that. And I was like, well, they don't talk about Everton at all. Uh, unless, unless Everton got a major upset. And then it was how did that major club fuck up the game? Not how did Everton win the match and i'm familiar with the two robbies yeah go on yeah so so get a lot of that and myself and graham both work in the uh liquor industry i i work for a brand he works for a distributor but we essentially we sell booze it means a lot of driving and a lot of windshield time and we talk constantly on the phone and all we do is call and talk shit about the premier league the entire time just to one another why the fuck not fire up some mics and talk about it you know, that was, he and I know each other well. We've been friends forever. We've played footy together forever. And we decided to go ahead and go for it. And uh, all the credit in the world to uh, to producer Mel, completely self-taught. You know, so do not go back and listen to our show chronologically. The first <laughs> don't sound so good. <laughs> listen to what we're doing now. We're a weekly show. If you listen to what we did two weeks ago, it was <clears throat> two weeks ago. Like, it, that's what we are. Um, and we wanted to do something that covered the entire league. Every single match gets talked about on our podcast every single week, and we somehow, somehow managed to keep it under an hour 15. I Damn. Like under an hour, my host really likes to talk. So I, <laughs> I always get him, especially when it's an opportunity to talk about Arsenal. He then makes it his pro arsenal agenda and just talks about it nonstop and can't shut up. He also and the thing of, take yeah, any- and and, mm-hmm. and the thing and the, uh, and let me just cut in there as a as a listener of your show and as well as um, a Patreon subscriber to some of your added content. The thing the thing that's great about their show is that you know if the best game of that week was I don't know Brentford Palace or Burnley against uh, you know some other you know Burnley some other Lester. team then. Burnley Leicester, then that's going to be the the the, the game that's going to be you know that's going to show that's going to take that's going to take the lead. So you know um, you're not necessarily going to hear about Man United, Man City. You're not even necessarily going to hear about Everton or Arsenal at the top. They talk about the league and whatever game and games were the most exciting that week. That's what they're going to. That's what you're going to hear, and you're going to have to wait to hear about Arsenal or Everton or you know. And I, I'm pretty sure Sam, you can correct me. But I'm pretty sure you have, you know, amongst sort of the the main core of listeners, we have what or you have. You have probably about 75 percent of the clubs represented amongst sort of the core group. Uh, we like do, that. and and Alan, you're right in saying we. You are part of the fucking family. <laughs> so uh, that's one of the other key things about our show as well is we're doing it. We are first and foremost an entertainment show, not a sports show, and. Part of that goes into the lines of uh, myself and, and uh, Mel both love old guy talk radio from the 90s. I know it is not a politically climate type place anymore to do that kind of radio, but the attitude is is to be funny, to make fun of each other. Um, we go hard at each other. 
very hard at each other. It means nothing. When the mics are turned off, it's over. Um, and if it really got to us, and I could tell you on one hand, has somebody in the five years of us, of us doing it has gone, uh, that was a line too far. Like, let's not do that one again. Like, I, I tell my, uh, my, my wife, who's the producer, to shut up and hit the mute button. Like, they, they, it's, it's, it, but, but that's the point. It's supposed to be friends over a drink talking shit. Yeah. Uh, we've been, we, we cuss a lot. I, I, and I'm not going to hide behind it. And I know that it's cost us listeners as well because of that. We're going to be who we are. And the whole point is it's, ba it's booze, it's banter, it's the prem. And it's supposed to be fun. And <clears throat> if Liverpool beats Brentford one nothing, that goes in oh so that happened because it's not a topic for discussion. They won one nothing. Move on. Let's talk about something way more important. You know, if you know, Wolves and Villa played in in, in a, a Black County derby, that means more. That mm -hmm. means way more. Hell, the stupid El Gatwico, the made up derby of uh, Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> means more than Liverpool beating Brentford. It just does. So yeah. that's where we kind of take it. And if and if it means we don't talk about our team a ton that week, we don't talk about our team a ton that week. It's, you know, we had a boring game. I'll be the first to admit, we had a boring game. Move on. Like, make it short and sweet. Let's talk about something far more interesting. I'd rather talk about Ashley Barnes kissing another grown man on the nose. I'd rather talk about the heat map of the Goodison Black Cat and wolves running around the pitch and cover all <laughs> uh, the over under on how many uh ball boys is big dunk gonna hug yes like, these, these, this is the things we how many times by the way we call him by his christian name jamie fucking vardy yes. how many times does he do shit housery to other away fans during a game like that's that's the stuff we want to talk about and we want to have fun while we're doing it you know that that's kind of the bit yeah, and I can say as a listener, it is magnificent for catching up on other games as a neutral that, like, I've got four kids. I don't have time to watch, you know, nine hours of Premier League a weekend at all. And there's some that I just straight up, I'm not going to watch that. Like, that just seems dire as all hell. Uh, and it's great. So I would recommend to all of our listeners that you don't want to find out what did Forrest do? Check them out. Thank Definitely. you. For sure. So Andrew was filling me in on a little segment that you guys do <laughs> on your podcast. Um, what is it called again, Andrew? Malort? Uh, the the Malort <laughs> tradition. I was wondering if you're okay. That How's was actually my liver? main concern. Like, are you How's all right after last season? Has your, like, because that's kind of like COVID in a bottle. Like, is your sense yeah. of taste returned to normal uh, human standards? No, it's, it's been shot a long time ago. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm a, I'm a beverage professional, so I am very used to these kind of things. I always like to say uh, Malort would taste like if earwax threw up. Oh my gosh, that's exactly what Andrew said to me. And I was like, I'm sorry, come again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's awful. Uh, whenever your team loses, you have to do a shot of Malort. Yeah, so, that was never been a rough season to be an Everton fan. I'll just say and that. Real quick for the listeners who are not familiar with this lovely concoction. Uh, quick, quick brief on Malort. What is it? Uh, Malort is a Polish inspired bitter from the lovely city of Chicago. Um, mm. Many would call it what what we know in the industry, we call it a challenge shot. Uh, the, the biggest challenge shot that all of you know of, and you know of this brand, is Jägermeister. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Something strong doesn't taste exactly approachable, but people fall in love with it and there's a cult following behind it. Malort has that. And also, you know, in Chicago, you go in and say, hey, I want something to drink. They're going to be mean. They're going to give you a shot of Malort. <laughs> <laughs> know what you want to drink, asshole. Um, now, I know the Chicago villains, uh, they actually, when they win, they do a shot of Malort. Whenever oh. wins. Oh, it's it's a rite of passage. It's pretty god awful. Alan's had it. Yeah, as someone as someone who's who's been down this road, I can. There's several stages to a malort shot. There's you build first. You build it up so that it's going to be the most horrible thing in the world. So mm-hmm. you almost have to do that because in your mind you think it's the worst thing you're going to have. Okay, so you you take the shot, and initially you're like, mm, okay, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. And Sam Sam knows what's coming here, right? Like it's about what 10, 15 seconds. Yeah. Then you start. Then, then there's that aftertaste, which uh, Sam affectionately refers to as the bile that starts to to come up sort of your throat, and you're wondering. And then there's that earwax, throw uppy sort of taste, and it's it's pretty pretty brutal. It's not the original <laughs> shot. It's it's that aftertaste. That's what yeah. gets you. Everyone. Yeah. There's nothing. And, and there's nothing you can chase it with. You get you can't just like have like a coke and it'll go away. It's it's it's. It, it's there. It's that's just part of your life stuff. now. She stays with you. It's great. Every time somebody throws back a shot, everyone does the same thing. Ah, it's not that bad. And I just go, wait. <laughs> just like doing that countdown on your head 10, 9, 8, 7. <laughs> face go, oh my, oh Jesus. This ain't over. <laughs> like, be like, she's going to stay with you too. She ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Wait 10 minutes. Kind of refresh your palate. You'll taste a little little of it still. It'll still be there. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, like, of course, it sounds horrible, but I want to do it. Of course. Like, I oh, just yeah. I just want to do it. <laughs> there, there may or may not be multiple bottles of Malort in my car in uh, parking lot H after uh, the Everton Arsenal match at Baltimore. There may or may not be any. So you may want to come by and try some if you're in Baltimore, maybe. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So speaking about sort of the, the matches. So, Alan, um, from my understand, you were sort of involved in help organizing this um match in the states is that correct um not so much the i I wasn't involved with organizing the match um but i as well as several other people and i want to make sure i i I call them out aj mike jt peter and there's a slew of others um uh who who've helped organize some of the events surrounding the match we're just so fortunate i mean when we found out that that we when we found out that that everton were coming here um it was I, i mean just a just amazing. I actually had a uh, connection in the Baltimore sports world who kind of led on that this was going to be happening. This was while we were still in the middle of a relegation fight. And I think we all realized, okay, not only would it suck if they go down, but if they go down, they're not going to, they ain't coming over here. They don't, they wouldn't have the money for that or, or the fan base, the interest, it would just, it would be terrible. So while the the whole rest of, you know, of, of talking nation was obviously supporting and, and, wanting to keep the boys up it was also in the back of my mind i don't think it was public at that point but i i knew and i may have kind of given sam the, the heads up that this was going to be happening um i have no idea this, about alan <laughs> that, that this was a potentially you know their survival was uh you know could could be the difference between them coming to baltimore so um 
you know, the uh, the Crystal Palace game was a relief on multiple levels for for everybody, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly for us here, yeah. Definitely, yeah. So, is there anything um, um, that you wanted to share, kind of let the li- listeners know about event wise that yeah would be great absolutely. to pass on? So, um, like I said, I and mean, we've been working on this for uh, for a number of uh, I would say it goes back a couple of months really, um, and the club has been has been involved. Tony Sampson with the fans forum has been amazing. Um, if you don't know him, first of all, he's going to be in Baltimore. Um, make sure you say hello. Thank him for his work. I don't know how the guy actually sleeps the amount of time he puts into Everton, his full-time job. Um, he's, he's great. So I wanted to get that shout out, but yeah, so we have a whole slate of events um, um, that we've put together. So I'll kind of go in chron- chronological order. Uh, first of all, not necessarily a part of the Baltimore event, but um for uh, folks who may be coming into town uh, Thursday evening, uh, Men in Blazers, of course, hosted by by Blue, Roger Bennett, is coming to D.C. And they're doing a live show. I think it's they said it sold out within an hour. Um, wow. And it's specifically, I don't know how we, how we actually got David to agree to this, but it's specifically Everton-based. So I know he's going to have Frank Lampard on and hasn't announced who else, but other club mem- other club personnel and players. I assume we're going to see the likes of, you know, of uh, of um, you know, of Seamus Coleman and and possibly you know DCL. I'm you know don't really know exactly who, but it'll be interesting to see who they bring on. So that's that's on Thursday night, and they're going to do a boozer afterwards at one of the local bars. So you have a chance to interact with with Roger and and other. I assume again the crowd will probably be mostly blues. So moving on to Friday, our welcome event in Baltimore. Um, is going to be um, at Lucky's Tavern, which is right at Power Plant Live. Um, Sam can will tell you that it's pretty much sort of the heart of the downtown touristy area, close to every hotel, close to a lot of different um, bar uh, central. Pretty much. So once that event is over, you can just hop to another bar. So uh, the great thing is the club uh, is providing a couple club ambassadors. That being Tim Howard and Leon Osman, so um, oh, wow. that is so that's going to run from six to nine. I think uh, Darren Griffiths is going to be there and is going to interview them, and there'll be a chance for one-on-one interaction with the fans, and just a just a great way to welcome folks to Baltimore uh, before the game. So um, on, and then of course afterwards, you know, folks can you know retire for the night and get rest, or you know, continue to 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 go around the city. We've we put together a pretty good list of things to do whether you're a family, whether you just want to, you know, go out and drink or see the sights, pretty much there's a guide for, for every kind of uh, person who's coming to town. Uh, Saturday morning starts with a supporters kickabout at Latrobe Park, which is about two miles or so from the downtown area, but great park. Um, anyone who's a blue, can, anyone who's anyone actually can come out, but it's great for blues. Um, we'll just kind of have a friendly, informal kickabout. And... Um, so that goes 9 to 11. Folks can go home, kind of rest up, shower, change, whatever. And at 2 o'clock, we've got the supporters tailgate that's going to start. This is sort of the anchor of, of the festivities. It's going to be held at Game Day Firehouse, uh, which is essentially run by the Baltimore City uh, Fire Union. Uh, fortunately, we have a connection through, uh, through the supporters club that enables us to get this facility, holds several hundred people in addition to spill out um, onto the, the parking lot. Um, all proceeds. Huge. Yeah. Um, uh, and food will be sold. Beer will be sold. 
other cocktails. Um, uh, all proceeds benefit the Baltimore City Fire and Orf- uh, Baltimore City Firefighters uh, Widows and Orphans Fund, which is oh wow, that's you know, great. A, yeah, it's a nice little sort of bonus, right? Like I was looking at Arsenal's events. In addition to just being kind of crummy compared to ours, they're <laughs> having they're just having they're just basically having a street party and you know making people pay and you know for entry, which you know it's nice and all, but you know having. It really is in the spirit of the the people's club and everything in the community. That, Their bar is um, tiny too, so they're going to yeah. get over capacity very quickly. Good news of where they are in that area, a ton of bars and a ton of places for them to go. But if all their supporters are thinking, "Oh, we're going to the Abbey," you ain't going to the Abbey. It's yeah, it's a it's tiny. a tiny tiny place in an alley, so you ain't even getting into the alley. That's wow, how right. how it's 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 pretty packed. And then the firefighters yeah. from our event will have to go clear them out because of the code violation. Ever <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're really excited about that. Um, and, and the fire folks have been great to us. Um, basically said, you don't worry about bringing food or beer or cleaning up anything. That's you, you know, you come with people and we'll take care of it. So that's, that's great. Um, so we'll be there from two to six. I think we're working on having some special guests. I'm not, quite ready to uh, think i don't think i'm quite at liberty to say who but um but uh it'll be a fun time chance to kind of uh, again fraternize with with uh, everyone who's going to the game and and hopefully um have some special guests um who are going to be there uh at six o'clock we're going to start to organize uh, a march over to the stadium uh it is pretty close to the stadium which is both good and bad i guess you could say the arsenal folks again they're they're marching from Fed Hill, which is like a mile away. So I hope they got. They're going to be stumbling, <clears throat> stumbling uh, over there. So <clears throat> we have a much shorter, shorter walk. Um, so more time to drink, and so we'll march to the stadium, <clears throat> and match gets underway at seven. After the match, inviting folks back to the um, uh, back to the fire hall. It's going to stay open and have. It's a private club, so they don't <clears throat> they don't have to. Uh, adhere to you know typical closing hour rules um so we will be there until the last evertonian is standing which may very well get us in trouble but um (laughs) yeah so we'll we'll be there until however long folks want to stay and of course we encourage people to afterwards i know sam is doing a live show uh from the parking lot um so we encourage people to to mill around and, and do that um and then if anyone actually has any energy left for the next day we're doing a getaway day brunch over at Regionale, which is our supporters club um, uh, meeting location. It, it is on the other side of town, unfortunately, which is why we're not having our our uh, events there. Um, but we're going to be screening, um, showing Howard's Way. I think also, again, I don't have confirmation of this, but I think uh, the club may be working on, um, you know, on having uh, some some kind of ambassador there. Um so yeah, I mean it's pretty much Thursday straight through till Sunday, jam packed. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. We've got merch for sale. We've got, but but really, you know, it's it's about supporting the club. It's about you know having a good time with your fellow blues. You know, hopefully everyone will be somewhat standing by the time it's all over. Nice. I had a couple of questions on that. Yeah. Um, did you reach out to the club? Like, did you make yourself known to get this going, or was it the other way around? I think it was somewhat, somewhat both ways. Um, I think they, 
having done this in Orlando last year, obviously it was a much different time and we were still sort of in the heart of COVID. There were travel restrictions from England, so they couldn't travel over here. Um, so they had kind of already had, however, had worked with a local supporters club. Um, I, I guess we were already, once we found out, hey, this is happening, you know, internally, uh, a couple of us, and to be clear, I'm not the president. I just want to give all props to AJ Rosenthal, who is our president. Also give him a shout out for welcoming his second child into the world just this hey, past week. Hey, congrats. Congrats. So our, so our newest blue. Um, what do you call that? So, novel toffee? Is that what yeah, you said? Hey, I like that. There you go. <laughs> That's cute, Andrew. Love it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, so I, you know, we had started mobilizing and realizing, okay, what do we want to do? What are some ideas? And we have kind of a full 15 person working group, um, that is, has been sort of discussing potential options and we had a, you know, Google doc and then the club through Tony started to engage on a more serious level of planning some of these events. So, um, so yeah, to answer your question, it was, it was definitely a two way street. That's cool. I think uh, just I'd really like the listeners to hear that is that the club is receptive to fan engagement. And I think we should make the most of that uh, while that's the case. Well, and, and another thing, I think part of that is they also know, like, look, we don't know Baltimore. We don't know right. where the facilities are. Um, you know, it, it was a little choppy. I mean, obviously, when you're communicating with people who are, you know, five hours away and in a different time zone and aren't familiar with it, you know, it, it can be a little frustrating because, you know, you're looking for that instant response and you realize, wait a second, it's, you know, eight o'clock at night over here. It's, that means they're fast asleep. It's one in the morning. But but look, I mean, we had a couple of calls with them when it was, you know, seven o'clock here, which means it was midnight there. And, you know, they, you know, they, they made themselves available knowing that <clears throat> this is something that they wanted to make sure was was done right and done good. And, and I should note, they're providing some financial support so that we can we can do these events. And without that, I mean, we don't have really a fundraising capacity other than you know, shelling out our own money and, you know, hoping that maybe there'll be a reimbursement here and there. Um, you know, they, they've provided some, you know, some small support so that we could make sure these events are held at good locations and, and you know, that show off the best of Baltimore. Okay. And uh, Alan, that kind of segues into my next question for you. Um, could you pitch like your must do activities in Baltimore for traveling Scousers and even Americans maybe from the West Coast that aren't familiar with the area, like independent of the match activities. Hold on. Besides dousing yourself in Old Bay and eating crabs all day, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, no, that's like <laughs> Well, as as uh, as you alluded to, I mean, the two things is pretty much drinking and eating. So we'll start with those two things. Woo. So as, as, as Sam mentioned, obviously crabs is what uh, Baltimore and seafood generally, but but crabs is generally what, what uh, Baltimore is known for. There's a couple places that, that I recommend. Some of them are a little farther afield from where most people are going to be staying. I mean, I personally, I love Coco's Pub, which is in Northeast Baltimore. Uh, I love G&M, which is in the suburbs um, for, for good crabs. But for people who are, who are in town and just want kind of the, the local experience and for, for getting a good quality crab cake and not a tourist trap, I definitely recommend Fadley's Seafood, F-A-I-D-L-E-Y. Uh, okay. Yes, that's uh, it's located in Lexington, historic Lexington Market, um, which is uh, about oh, I don't know, about six, seven blocks from kind of the downtown area. Um, but it's 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 an old public market uh, that they're actually redeveloping right now. But Fadley's is open. They have like their their home to one of the 
biggest, best crab cakes um, that you're going to find in the city. So, nice. um, so that's definitely one recommendation. And there's hey, tons um, of others. You- can I cut in real quick? Yeah, uh, yeah. So at Lexington Market, something that is distinctly uh, Baltimore is uh, get yourself a Polak Johnny with the works. Yes. So it's a Polish sausage. It's kind of like a Polish sausage meets a hot dog. And okay. works is a tomato base. So for the lack of a better word, it's a warmed up salsa, but it's not salsa. It's not Mexican, you know, okay. like that. But grilled on a flat top in a bun with a with the works over the top. It's something very distinctly Baltimore. You can only get in Baltimore. It's like if you're down in D.C. for men in uh, Blazers, go get a half smoke at Ben's because those are things that you you cannot get. They are distinctly this mid-Atlantic region. And definitely nice. if you want just like something snackable, that's worth a try when you're in the market as well. Yep. Uh, side note, are any of these recommendations, do they have like a decent like Twitter account or anything like that we could throw up in the episode notes so everyone gets the shout outs they deserve? Awesome. Yep. We'll, we'll circle do. back for those afterwards. Yep. Great. Yeah. So, um, and on the on the staying on the food and beer front, so we have a lot of great breweries around. Um, as that was my question for you, if breweries are quite big there, they are, and, and they're getting bigger. Um, you know, it feels like every week, every two weeks, there's another one opening around the state. Um, Baltimore has, I think, uh, with, off the top of my head, about a dozen. I want to point out two, and well, let's say three in particular. One is really close to the stadium. It's called Checker Spot um, Brewing. Woman-owned, great location. If you park anywhere near the stadium, you could walk there. Um, it's just a really cool little facility. Uh, it was one of the places we were actually looking at for holding our our, uh, our opening event, but um, just just didn't didn't work out. Um, so definitely recommend them. I also recommend Ministry of Brewing. This is a relatively new uh, brewery. It's it's a little again a little farther afield. You gotta, you'll, you'll have to take an Uber or a Lyft over there. Um, it's in an old converted church, and you will know you are in a church. I mean, the pews oh. are still there. The, the um, you know, the stage is still there. Everything, they have preserved everything, but it's now, like, you know, it's it's now a brewery. And it's, it's a really, it's quite a sight to see. So I definitely encourage you to look that up. But the last one, probably the highlight, can't, can't uh, mention this, uh, or can't, uh, talk about breweries without mentioning the guinness open gate uh brewery uh it is about 10 minutes south of the city so again you'll you'll need um if you're if you don't have a car you'll need um either lyft or uber uh but guinness it's the only um guinness facility where guinness is brewed and it's not the the not the guinness that everyone's used to that's only brewed in ireland but um there's a whole bunch of experimental brews um the guinness the baltimore guinness blonde is brewed there and I think they have, it's been a while since I've been there, typically eight or 10 different Guinness um, brews on tap. Uh, so great facility, huge, lots of space. So you don't have to worry about squeezing into a tiny spot. Um, but particularly for those coming in from, from England, um, definitely a good spot to check out um, if you have nice. the time. Um, I'll also just make one pitch for, you know, in the event that you're coming over with kids or looking for something more mundane to do, um, Baltimore has a really good, oops, Baltimore has a really good aquarium um, right essentially across from Power Plant Live where we're hosting the uh, the opening event. Um, so if you're looking for that, there's also a science center nearby. So lots to do with kids. Um, I don't want to make it all seem like just, you know, food and beer, but. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's great. I'm sure there, you know, I think there's 
definitely some listeners we probably have that are looking maybe for different options. So that's, that's great. So thanks for sharing that with us. And I should note, and, and I should note that, and I'll share it with you guys so you can post it up. We've created a uh, sort of a visitor's guide to Baltimore document. So Fantastic. that way you can, you can share it. Um, we pretty much have everything that, that I could think of, although it's fantastic. It covers everything. Literally every cuisine you can think of it covers and uh, hard shells too. Alan, don't forget if somebody wants to do the whole hard shell experience, paper on the table, pitchers of beer, cracking into the hard shells. That is, if you're going to do that, make yourself at least three hours. It's a process. It's not a, it's not a sit and eat and go thing. Picking crabs takes a while, but (laughs) if you want something that is, I mean, just very distinctly Maryland and hell, even more so very distinctly Baltimore. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. What, do, what do you recommend for that? Bo Brooks? Blonde, drinking a Guinness Blonde or a Natty Bow with a, yeah. a pile of hard shells in front of you. That's that's Baltimore. Yep. Probably the place for that, at least that I can think of. Feel free to jump in. I, I would think Brooks, which is over on the east side in Canton, um, is kind of the, the place to be. There's there's some other places down on the water in Annapolis, which I also recommend. If people are, are looking for a day trip to get down to Annapolis, I mean, it's about a 35-minute drive, um, but there's some great crab houses down there. Yeah, Annapolis is an amazing town. That's uh, I'm just outside of Annapolis where we record, and uh, Nap Town's fucking awesome. It's just a great place. <laughs> so you guys are both. I mean, I assume you both are going to the match, uh, Baltimore match. Are you guys going to the Minnesota match? Can't pull off Minnesota. I just started yeah. a new job, so uh, I'm uh, not able to um, go to go out to that. If if I could, I would. I would yeah. do a quick flight and go out to it. Well, Minnesota in summer is pretty awesome. Outside yeah. of that, fuck that. Um, I'm a big. I'm also a big old school punk guy, and really love Bob Mould and Husker Du. So I would love to go to the city that birthed Husker Du and the Replacements, personally, and and to a lesser extent, hell, I mean it's Prince's hometown too. So right, pretty cool music city to you go. Cleanse yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Ah, <laughs> love it. Uh, I had a question about Baltimore. Um, so you're talking about uh, being there. Do you think, uh, or we, are the people there going to try and replicate Goodison as closely as possible? Like, are we going to get the, you know, uh, I want to be like Deli Alley or, you know, pour one out for he's Brazilian. Uh, or is it going to be more of a, you know, defense? Like, are we going to go more American vibes? No, no. I, th- I, th- I think the former versus the latter. I mean, I think, you know, given, given the kind of um, response we've gotten, I really think that that there's good, the Blues are going to be well represented there. I mean, I can't speak for what the breakdown of Arsenal versus Everton fans are going to be, but um, just based on the the social media response and sort of the just general excitement, I, I get the sense that there's going to be quite a quite a contingent of Everton fans. And it's it's not. I mean, will there be some casual soccer fans um, who are there? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's not every day you get two Premier League clubs in town. Um, in fact, I'm. One of the guys who I'm going with um, is um, sitting a couple rows behind uh, behind where, where Sam and I are going to be. Is um, he's a Juventus fan? He actually hates the Premier League. He he thinks that the Serie A is far better. But but you know it's not every day you get two Premier League clubs in town, um, and so we experience it. And so yeah. my brother-in-law has no rooting interest, and it's his uh, Father's Day present. He's been listening to the show and he supports it because it's. His, you know, his, his brother-in-law does it. Sure. And um, 
but uh, I've got him one of Allen's wearing it, the Everton O with the Baltimore Oriole O. Oh, nice. I got him one of those, and I got him the uh, match day scarf that the uh, Baltimore Toffees and the Charm City Gooners did uh, as well. I will say, just to be devil's advocate here, because my co-host is obviously a Gooner, and I have been around. Um, expect the Charm City Gooners to come fucking proper. Okay. They, they 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 are a great supporters club. I've been in the Abbey watching matches with them. They are loud. They sing. They when they do their march from Fed Hill, it will be noticed. It, it, oh. they they're and I, yeah, as I'm jumbling all over words. I went to a match when they played New York Red Bull back when Terry Henry was still with Red Bull. It was all Arsenal, and they were fucking loud. So I'm really looking forward to this atmosphere because I know we're going to be loud as hell and I know we're going to have fun and I know they're going to have fun too. I think it's going to be a phenomenal atmosphere and for the neutrals that do come and if there's still still tickets available, I would recommend going because it's going to be a really, really fun time. And uh, for us, we decided we, we decided just to go neutral like because half the group that's sitting there is Everton fans half the group that's sitting there are are Arsenal fans so we just decided and myself and Sam as well you know both being you know supporters of the two clubs that are playing we just decided be in a neutral spot so and I will say I've, I've looked at the weather forecast already I mean it's still a week away and a lot can change but looking looking pretty good I mean for Baltimore in the summertime we're looking at, uh, I think, mid-80s for uh, – mid to high-80s for a high. So by the time the game kicks off, probably cooler than that. And um, chances of rain look pretty pretty slim. So fingers crossed. I think nice. it's going to be absolutely beautiful, honestly. It sounds – I'm honestly, like, gutted that I'm not going. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm, like, listening to all these events that you guys are planning, and it's going to be such a vibe. And I think you really are going to have that, like, sense of, you know, a football match – in England, in the UK, and then kind of bringing that there. And I think all these people who might, you know, their first time going to see two Premier League clubs in a different country, you know, on a different continent. And I think we're really going to maybe gain some new followers, maybe, you know, some new fans that are going to get into the Premier League. And that's kind of what it's all about, you know. Um, And as well, Alan, I just wanted to go back. You did mention before something about merch. So will will you have merch that you're selling or do you know anywhere that they're you know, um, our supporters can go and yep. like get some merch. So if you can kind of list those locations, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, so I know that, um, so we have, uh, as I'm, I'm wearing this, uh, Everton Oriole shirt, which, well, nobody can see, except for, <laughs> um, you but look it's, great. It's, a, it's an orange. <laughs> it's basically, it's an Everton shirt in the style of the, of the Orioles who wear orange and black, which conveniently was our, our, uh, our road kits this year. So it, actually worked out pretty well um but we have the the o as a um in everton uh styled after the o and orioles uh so we'll have those shirts we'll have baltimore toffee shirts and uh, our traditional scarves we also have i think sam mentioned there's a half and half scarf that uh, has been put together there's also a scarf that um the uh, everton in the usa has put together um so there's there's quite a bit that's going to be there um and and i think you know I'm pretty sure that other fan groups uh, will be selling things. I know American Toffee Podcast, they're going to be there. They said they're going to have some some things, I don't know, for sale or just giveaways. But, yeah, it's 
um, uh, there'll be plenty of plenty of mementos. Uh, for outside uh, Evertonians that are coming to the match, definitely pick up one of the Baltimore Toffee scarves. Uh, for those of you who do not know, Marylanders, we kind of have this thing with our flag. We like really like our flag and we're really loud about it <laughs> we wear it constantly well part of the um the logo the black and yellow part of the flag is for the baltimore family so the flag the the, the scarf has a lot of black and yellow in it with the blue as well to kind of give that vibe of the baltimore and maryland and then the the logo itself has instead of the red and white because God forbid we put anything red in our uh, in our scarves ever. We <laughs> blue and white for Everton for the Calvert family. So it looks like the Maryland flag, except for it's got the black and gold and blue and white. And it's it's a gorgeous scarf. It's a really gorgeous scarf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, of course, no, our, our listeners won't be able to see, but I'm looking at it right now. It's just chilling behind uh, behind you there, Sam, and it is really nice. So, yeah, if you can pick up one of those, that would be an amazing sort of little momentum that they can bring back to to England with them, right? So, yeah, and I should note, um, merch will be available pretty much at every at every one of the events I already mentioned. So Perfect. it may be easy. It may be easiest to get either Friday night or Sunday morning, so that way. Um, or Saturday at the supporters kick about uh, just because that way you don't have to worry about, you know, schlepping it along to the, to the game with you and worrying about losing it. So, um, but, but we'll, we'll have it on sale everywhere. So, and, and I should note that any proceeds that we make, um, we, uh, we have an affiliation with the um, national association on mental illness. So we've got, you know, the proceeds on the food goes to the fire, uh, the Baltimore city fire widows and orphans, fund and uh proceeds we make on the shirts go to um the nami so um really i mean we we don't we're not we're not in this for making money i mean so that's what this is all about uh baltimore toffees recently auctioned off a uh signed uh allen jersey and that went to the baltimore city fire department as well to the uh to the wives and uh, children fund so constantly everything everything there's always charities going on with with the baltimore toffees and it's always 100 percent other than covering costs other than that it all goes to charity we strongly believe to uh be in line with the same thought process as everton in the community exactly it's all about like i love that i love that guys that's honestly incredible just all about that giving back into the people right and the community and, and uh, you know that's just a fantastic thing you guys are doing so thank you for all that you do yeah it's more aj and alan than me i'm just the one bringing it up <laughs> <laughs> they do all the work i just give them my money and then don't win the auction <laughs> no, but it's, it's awesome that the culture of the club expands beyond like the confines of merseyside yeah, it totally does. I mean, as long as and, and I haven't really I don't want to take, you know, really much credit here because this I, I've really only been involved with the club for or the supporters club for, you know, one or two years um, before that. I was just kind of watching at home. But, you know, AJ um, really does a great job. And, and you know, it, it's hard when you have Andrew, as you know, you know, everyone knows it's when you have a family, when you have work obligations you know, sometimes the games aren't at the most convenient times in the world, but, but we all have this amazing, passionate support for a club that in many cases, most of us, I and mean, we have a few folks who have some ties to, to, to Liverpool, um, the city, not the, not the club for the record. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, most of us just, just started following and are 
you know, just diehards. So, um, yeah. we, we all have a tie into the red shite. It's a, <laughs> oh, of course we do. My family split right down. We universally have that together. <laughs> Well, I, I'm from Merseyside originally and, um, yeah, I, I was born there and my family split right down the middle. So half of us are blues, half of us are reds. It's just the way it goes. <laughs> I, the time I visited the city, that's how it is. You, yep. you don't know if you're talking to a red or a blue and it's, it's a fairly nice rivalry. There's not violence behind it or anything like that. Everybody's cool. Be respectful. Like if you're walking around, uh, you know, Anfield, don't be, showing off all your blue and acting like an ass likewise <laughs> down at goodison but for the most part everybody goes oh i mean i there's two teams in this town you like one or the other you know right yeah so i mean we wanted to kind of open the floor up to you guys we didn't know if there's anything that you wanted to just bring up or mention we would love for you guys to just um if you if you want to kind of list your socials so that our listeners can can follow you especially sam i think with your you know please let us know your your socials for the for the show that you 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 and um is it sam as well also but, sam it's two yes sam. also sam sam squared love two that drink <laughs> sams. Uh, uh, alan why don't you go first and shout out to all the the baltimore toffees and dc toffees and everybody because also not as directly involved but the dc toffees have been doing a lot to help mm -hmm. kind of promote some things that are uh, going on around the city because obviously the men in blazers is going to be down in dc as well and uh john over there with uh with them does a great job so uh alan you you go ahead and go first and then i'll do my long diatribe of du bullshit <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much everything is is uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is probably the best place to follow us. I, I'm told we also have a Reddit, which is news to me. But um, <laughs> but so um, just on on Facebook, Baltimore Toffees, Instagram, uh, and Twitter, we're both uh, is both at Be More Toffees. Um, pretty much all the information that I shared here, everything that um, that all the events, and everything is all being shared on the socials. Um, if you have questions, if you're coming over, if you have questions that you want to ask for folks, um, um, you know, put something in the chat, put something in, um, you know, private message or post it on the page. Uh, somebody, uh, there's three or four uh, administrators will, if they can't provide an answer, then somebody will. So um, we try to keep it nice and tight and make sure everyone's responded to pretty quickly. So we know there's a lot of, there's a lot of excitement, but there's also a lot of like, okay, well, what do I do? So that's why the thinking was to put together the visitor's guide, you know, we have the, the schedules pretty much all, all laid out there. Um, and so we're trying to make it as easy for people who are coming over here just to know here's where all the events are taking place and everything else, you know, outside those times, you know, you're free to, free to go off on your own. So. Fantastic. Yeah, that, that's amazing. I think it's great sort of that you have provided that um, itinerary or that sort of go-to guide document because it is a little daunting, right. To, you know, go to a completely new country if you know for first time uh, blues if they're traveling over there to go so to have that available is i think a, a fantastic idea to, to kind of take a little bit of stress off i think is yeah yeah i mean i've i've you know people have asked people have asked about hotels about you know travel arrangements people some people are coming in on the train some people are driving some people want to know about public transit i mean you know hotels can be daunting right because you look online you see one thing and you're like oh this looks okay it's cheap but you know unless you really know the area, you know, you don't want to be in a, our, our goal is we want to, we want to show showcase Baltimore the best we possibly can and right. to put on the best event possible. And, and to be perfectly honest, you know, Baltimore doesn't have the best reputation. Um, you know, we, there's definitely a, I don't live in the city proper, but you know, definitely 
challenges with crime like any big city. Um, and, you know, it doesn't have the best reputation just in part because I know a lot of people love watching The Wire, but, you know, it doesn't really showcase the best that the city has to offer. You mean so the documentary we, The Wire? Yeah. No, was... Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we, we've actually, we, we, when we were initially talking about this, I mentioned this working group, we were very cognizant of that and said, we don't want to use The Wire for anything. And, mm-hmm. and to be very honest, true. we know we know that Arsenal has been using it and we're like, that, that, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of showcasing Baltimore and everything that's great about it because yeah. Baltimore has enough challenges um, and, and enough criticism. We want to showcase the best of what the city has to offer. Also, if you're, you're in the heart of downtown, you're staying in a, a hotel in downtown, ain't nothing going on. You're going to be fine. <laughs> it's, it's that the city's fine. It's, it's the, the, I don't. I don't really want to go into it more than that. As Alan, Alan said it perfectly. There's there's challenges in every major metropolitan city, and uh, you as an individual uh, need to be savvy of your surroundings in any city you go to. I'm six foot two and four hundred pounds, and I am very aware of my myself when I'm in a city by myself. You know, and that's what everyone should do. You should be aware of your surroundings, and that's to go with any city. But downtown is absolutely beautiful there's tons of places to go uh they give a great list of everything um my one nod to anyone who's staying in a hotel right there around the stadiums in downtown proper use the list the baltimore toffees have given you because around there it all shuts down at night like right there walkable there's not a ton in those hotels that are because it's that part of downtown is a ton of businesses and a ton of offices and then there's there's spots they're not far away it's a quick uber drive you know to get over to power plant live but that's still it's a hefty walk from your hotel depending right. on the hotel you stay at like if you're at the four seasons you're right there but if you're at the marriott you're walking about a mile to get there so those are things you have to keep in mind but that that list really tells you who's going to be open don't do the bit of I'm staying at the Sheridan at Baltimore right next to Canyon Yards. I'm going to go check in and I'm just going to go see what I can find. You're going to be walking around and seeing a lot of closed buildings at eight o'clock and nine o'clock at night because yeah. it's it's mostly office stuff. Right, right. And yeah, so as well, Sim, if you want to go ahead and let us know, um, you know how our listeners can can uh, follow follow you and, and your show, and um, let us know or our listeners know how they can find you online. All right, excellent. Uh, Du Football Show. We are on every podcast platform you can think of. We're on YouTube. We have a website, dufootballshow.com. Um, Du Football Show on the socials. I run the Twitter. My co-host, uh, Mr. Graham, runs the Instagram. Uh, we have our link tree is pinned to the top. So anything you want to find, we are on Twitch. We broadcast our shows live when we record on Monday nights. We are on Facebook Live. We have a closed Facebook group. We have a Discord. We have we have it all, all of it. We even we even have a drip shack where we uh, sell uh, T-shirts and stuff as well. Amazing. Now the big the big thing for us. Uh, prior to the game, uh, obviously, one of the big things we want to make sure all of our out-of-town guests, particularly those coming from abroad, get to experience is the wonderful world of the tailgate, right? Mm. When, you're, when you're in England, you, you, go, you go to the pub, and then you walk over to the stadium, and you go watch the match, right? That's what it is. Well, here, we all drive, because that's the type of country we are. Giant parking lots. We all get in the parking lot, and we drink in the parking lot. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> 
so uh, prior to the match, myself and uh, Sam, we're also um, we're trying to walk a fine line because we're also working in a press capacity as well. Um, so we want to try to take advantage of that certainly for our show so if there's access for us to interview players things of that go to press conferences we plan on doing that first and foremost uh so a lot of what we're going to do is going to be post game uh or like as we like to call it post gating uh which is pretty fun always fun to do because the bad part about everybody going to a stadium and driving is then everybody leaves that stadium at once so we like to sit around and drink afterwards because you know, and obviously responsibly, uh, producer Mel won't be drinking a stitch and she'll be driving my drunk ass home. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> but, uh, we're going to, we are going to do a live broadcast of the DU football show post match. Cause we, again, we don't want it to get in the way of what we want to do on a press side. We also don't want it to get away. I want to get over and hang out with the, with, with my fellow toffees and, I know Graham wants to get on over to Abbey Bar. He bought a ticket to make sure he's there, wants to hang out with his people, and he wants to march with them to the stadium. So, Because when are we ever going to have Everton and Arsenal play each other in our hometown? And the fact that, like, you know, you're blue and then, you know, uh, other Sam is, you know, an Arsenal fan. So it's just how cool is that? Yeah. Like, that's just incredible. We're, we're going to every single event, all of his events he'll be going to, I'll be going to. We'll have recording equipment. We'll be doing every, all that crazy stuff. But the end, uh, we will be in parking lot H, which is on the direct opposite side of the stadium from where the, to give everybody kind of landmarks uh, of where the uh, tailgate uh, party will be for Everton at a uh, game day. We're going to be on the opposite side. Uh, we will have... Uh, Fun and games and bring your own adult beverages because I'm not giving you all alcohol. You'll <laughs> damn selves. Um, there may be bottles of Malort in the car if you uh, feel so saucy to try a little with us. And we're going to, we've got a few guests lined up. Uh, hopefully the president of the, of the uh, Charm City Gooners will join us. He's also a regular listener of the show. And um, uh, Ryan with uh, the American Toffee Pod is going to try to swing over and join us as well to talk. And we're going to keep it short and sweet. But the way you will find us, there's going to be a giant pink bear head Hell on, yes. top of, on top of our car. He is our uh, mascot. He is the D-back bear. I am not going to get into what D-back stands for. You can find that out on your own if you listen to the damn show. But- <laughs> there's anything that'll stick out in a parking lot full of cars is a giant pink bear head on top of a car. And <laughs> we're going to record probably match will end around nine. We figure we get out there around nine 30. We'll record around 10, go to about 11. By then the world will have dissipated. Most of the cars will be gone and it'll be easy for everybody to leave and come check out our show. And talk to us. We love hearing from you. Uh, tweet me directly. Uh, I, I that's Andrew and I met over Zoom doing the uh, Atlanta toffees, but he could tell you I talk constantly with listeners and love to hear from you. And we're a blue show. If you aren't into cussing and swearing, we are not the show for you. But if you want to hear guys get blackout drunk on whiskey, say fuck and talk about, <laughs> um, you know, Nottingham Forest uh, against. Um, against Bournemouth, we're the show for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, it has been 
unreal chatting with you guys getting to know you thank you so so much for coming on the on our our podcast for this episode um was there anything else you guys wanted to mention before we wrap this up no just uh, now uh, i know melinda you said you're not gonna be able to make it to baltimore sorry about that andrew are you are we gonna see you there no, oh, my no. stupid dad had a stupid wedding reception last week, <laughs> and flying uh, from stupid Texas is very expensive right stupid. now. So that happened. It's, it's just stupid. Stupid. <laughs> well, I know we're we're all very fortunate that that we we get to host this. I don't think we all. I mean, none of us really ever thought that this would happen, I mean, especially after the year we had. This is like a this is this is the cherry on top and then some so to be able yeah. to to see a game I, I know sam said he's been over there a couple of times i i'm hoping to make my maiden voyage this uh this season um in the springtime if uh you know if work uh and family commitments can be arranged but um it's still it's gonna be special to to see the boys here um so close to home i'm hoping they bring a mostly first team or at least play a marginally first team squad at least yeah. i mean so i'll be interested to see um you know who, who actually comes out so most so. clubs have gotten smart i've found they'll at least make sure they get a quick run out even if it's only five to ten minutes but I, i've found that with when i've seen everton play over here i've seen arsenal play over here they make sure they make sure they they, they know they know why people are in the stands and they know why they're spending a hundred dollars a ticket to be there. So well, and also and also because the season starts so early this year, like these games are really being treated. You know, yes, they're friendlies, but but they're less about. I mean, and they're exhibitions, but they're they're actual like warm ups. They're actual you know preseason fixtures. So well, this one especially you know, because it's another Premier League team. It's not exactly. like Aros. It it could be more treated as a representative of what you can get in the full season i think we're lucky for that one yeah absolutely well a huge thanks again um sam allen it has been an absolute pleasure having you guys on this episode and yes our listeners please um check out sam's uh show as well i know i will be 100 tuning in to listen to match reaction live in that parking lot i will be listening 100 um so you guys should check that out as well um so thanks again for listening to this episode and catch you guys in the next one take care Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Aren't We podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at EAWpodcast at gmail.com. This show is sponsored by. Three Transport Refrigeration Limited. They offer refrigerated transport breakdown coverage nationwide, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Check them out at www.3trl.co.uk or call 01925-550-333. Go ahead and check them out for all your refrigeration transport needs. Catch you in the next one, guys.